Welcome to episode 107 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Hadamio. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary! Oh, oh, oh! Hi! Hi! How are you? I'm good. Good? Yes. Same. Um, I do want to, at the stop... That's my son's dancing for us. <laughs> um, I, at the top of the show, I want to give my sincere apologies to our dear friend, Denise Horland. Oh, I have Denise. to tell you, I have never in my fucking life had to deal with the shit that I've had to deal with. with Twice. this. With, first Twice. of all, yeah. I was also happy that um, I'm glad it, that was, she, it was with somebody who we knew. Because what happened was the first time we d- recorded with Denise Horland, it was before Christmas and my hard drive right. crashes and we lose the entire 30 minute interview. And then the second time um, we got it, she, she agreed. Yes. Now, if it was anybody else, I'd been like, fuck it. I'm not bothering that person. I'm just gonna say, I'm yes. so sorry. We lost the podcast. We will never bother you again. But since it was Denise, I'm like, well, maybe she'll do it again. Right. Yes. So she did, which was so, super goodness. gracious of her. And then we get it. I edit, I, I do all the things I, I, Save the file, MP3 file. It's an and MP3 it's a beautiful, file. How can this go file. wrong? Yeah. You know, 26 minutes long. I upload it to Fireside. I update the pod, the episode. Then I listen to our episodes probably twice before they come out. Like wow. I edit it, but I listen to it Monday, oh. Tuesday, because I just want to hear if yes. I hear anything else. And I listen to the entire file in the wow. Google Drive. And it was beautiful. Even at the end, I was like, yes, this was so good. Fucking Friday comes. It just cuts off. The episode comes up. It ends at 19 minutes. And I'm like, and Denise sends me a message. I and know. she's like, oh, I, I hate to tell you this, but it's, and it cuts oh. off. And I'm like, holy shit. She sent, me, she sent me just, first of all, it was just so sweet. Like, it, so kind the way that she, yes. you know, uh, reached out and phrased everything instead of being like, what the hell are you two doing? <laughs> Which is probably what, what unprofessionalness. Yes, yes. It's, um, uh, it's incredible. But so our sincere apologies yes, for that. The right version is up now, but it yes. took 24 fucking hours for that to update. Yes. And, so, we use, and we use Fireside, and this has not been in recent weeks, the first hiccup yeah. with Fireside. Fireside.fm is not is not a platform I think that we need to be on. I mean, we've talked Ooh, about this before. Well, Fireside. we have. We've talked about it. There's really great yes. podcast platforms where you can host your feed your RSS right. feed yes. so that it gets fed to all these different platforms where people listen to podcasts. But Fireside, you know, a couple of weeks ago we had an episode come out and for four days it showed one download. Yes. That's fucking insane. Yeah. And then I'm like, and, and it was like, you sent people, a message and you're like, what's up access to it? Are we just, you know, like it, I yeah, didn't know what's people the problem? could see it. Yeah. I just see it. It's fucked up. And, and then, I, and then they, I don't know if they ever responded to the email that you sent them, but within did, like four did. days or three or four they days, did. like the numbers finally came up, but I yeah. was like, what's the deal? Yeah. That's not right. It's, it was a server. I, I don't remember what the issue was. And, and then what about when you, we've tried to get on at times to like upload things yes. or create an episode and the website's not on, the yeah. website's not working. How the fuck does that happen? It's 2022. Yes. What's, what's going on? And it might be, you know, I think probably because they're a smaller scale hosting site maybe mm-hmm. compared to some of these larger ones and yeah. I appreciate that they're you know doing the best that they can but I think the other thing as we're growing as a podcast yes that it would be nice to have some of the features that some of the other hosting sites offer like interview features where we can actually be together in a room filming having someone on Little Muck yeah. and having the wonderful recordings of those that we could then post to YouTube as well mm-hmm. so we're just, we're going to be looking, it's really frustrating. expanding, you know, send any recommendations to us. No, don't do that. No, we'll don't. be fine. Please okay. don't send me shit. <laughs> I don't want that. 
Um, what else do you have for the week? Anything else? Um, a couple things that I'm, I'm just feeling some frustration, of course, about a lot of things. The latest thing that has come out is uh, how those seven states were trying to, were, were actively engaged in trying to overthrow that election. That there's mm. actual evidence and documents of elected officials trying to take over and, and participate in voter fraud, mm-hmm. which is illegal. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I had a, a lovely conversation about this this morning. And, you know, these people should be arrested. Yes. They should be arrested. All of the, these, you know, and it's, it's all the big names that are associated with it. Should get, to get, they should be arrested because if this isn't going to stop them, right? If they don't, if nobody, if it's a slap on the wrist or, or absolutely nothing happens, yeah. which is probably what's going to happen, mm-hmm. then they're only going to be more bold. And I saw a really great Twitter post that outlined like seven steps of how those seven states with Mike Pence leading up to the insurrection was a, a orchestrated plan Holy shit. to overturn yeah. the Biden election. Like this is to me insane. And yeah. if they don't, if no one gets in trouble, what are they going to do next? They're going to push it even further. Mm-hmm. And then I saw another thing that freaked me the hell out. And it was a quote from Donald Trump that talked about the importance of making sure that the GOP focuses on supervisor of election seats in 2022 mm. so that they have more control about who's in there. It's frightening well, that, that, that their sole purpose isn't just about getting someone in their party elected, but getting someone that they can manipulate so that they can participate in the voter fraud that they're screaming about for everybody else. Right. And then, then and states like Texas, where they throw out mail-in ballots and say, like, they're not, you know, that there's errors on them. How much time do people have to correct those errors? Then they're not permitted to vote. Like, is that what he wants with all these SOE seats? It, it, like, what's going to happen then? What do we do? I don't know. I mean, I think about when we interviewed... Um Joe Scott, who's the Broward County Supervisor yes. of Elections, and he talked about how, um, of all with all the counties, all the supervisors of elections across the state of Florida that were Republicans and Democrats, yes. they were all against these things that the, yes. the legislature it's passed last year. It's putting on their it's, back. It's it's crippling them. <sighs> That's the wrong word. It's handicap handicapping them for being able to do all the work that they need to do, yes. so that people can vote, which is what their job is to and make threatening it a smooth them with process fines and all of this stuff. If, if anything is slightly wrong in their office. And some of these counties can't bear right. that kind of fine. It's just, I, I don't know. I kind of, and then the Supreme Court, like blocking and yeah. co- making shit up, you know, that's not supposed to be a politicized organization. Too late. Too late. They're humans. That's what's going to happen. And. Oh my God. Um, that great tweet that we saw that, that was about, you know, let's just, they make it clear they're saying that the, the government can't block people from getting a vaccine or can't, you know, make, yeah. mandate this. But they can mandate that a woman has yeah. to give birth to a child. Yeah. How does that make That's it? That's fucking I, It insane. doesn't make sense. No, it makes no it sense. It does not make sense. Well, it makes sense <laughs> in the way that women are disregarded our bodies are just vessels for children like that's or babies they really don't even care it's the fetus so it makes sense in that way that that's how that's how women have always been regarded or disregarded you know what I mean it just doesn't our we have no value except our womb yeah so you know I I saw another um I know it's a tiktok but it was a tiktok and it was this guy 
and I guess he must be a famous sort of right wing TikToker, and I don't remember his name, and I wouldn't even say it to give him any yeah. further audience, but he, um, someone duetted him and and played, you know, a bit of his TikTok where he basically equated that a mandated vaccine was like rape, and then, oh my god, yes, that it was like rape, and then this woman duetted, and she's like, "Hi, as a, as an, a survivor." And she detailed, oh my God, detailed aspects of her rape oh of like, and she's like, as someone who's been assaulted multiple times, and she talked about in great detail what had happened and what um, was done about it and how the, the men still have not been punished or caught or Jesus anything for Christ. what has happened to her. two men of this one, this story. And she's going on and she goes, can, can you explain to me? Was it, is it, is it when they put the alcohol on your arm? Is Ooh. that how it is? Is, I mean, can you like this man no. getting on there saying that it is so incredibly insulting to anyone who has been assaulted yeah. to suggest that doing something to help the community and having a, fucking injection is rape mm. i was i mean i was like oh this lady i really feel like <laughs> men don't understand unless men unless the man has been raped right which is a possible and there which something that men. happens of all the time of course um but unless that happens to you i don't think you understand the gravity of the situation especially because uh you know i mean not to do birds and the bees but like something is going inside of our bodies yes come on in, oh in, in a way that and we are trying to fight that from happening we want to stop that from happening and it's being forced inside of our bodies and i I really feel like men don't understand right how that fucks you up. You know, I, that you can't I can't imagine it. I it's just how come you don't get it? How come and, and for how can you compare just, those two things? I mean to, he's so smug and and then you know that there's other people probably repeating that stuff. Well that. don't worry. He'll get coronavirus and he'll die. And then <sighs> he can go fuck himself. Yeah. Fuck you, just die yes, already. Get yeah. coronavirus and go fuck off. I can't stand this bullshit. We are fucking two years into I this know. fucking bullshit. And we're and all we're, sick of and it. And this motherfucker's on TikTok talking about rape and fucking vaccines. Yes. That's where we are in this fucking I world. Know. That's where we are. Fucking Wh- rape. <laughs> Women used to be protected. R- fucking abortion used to be rape or incest. Even Republicans were like, oh, rape and incest. Yeah, no, now, now they don't give a shit. Have the abortion. Now they don't give a now shit. Now it's like, no, bitch. Carry the fucking yes. rapist baby. Yeah. Carry your daddy's baby. Oh, my Fuck God. Fuck you. You're 12. I don't give a fuck. They don't fucking care that there's children being raped. They don't. Or molested and have to carry a fucking baby. They don't fucking even care, care about that. They don't. It's a joke. It's a fucking joke. Our bodies are a joke. And you want me to participate in this fucking society? You want me to be a part of this and to have like manners? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fuck you. <sighs> fuck you. Uh, How dare you? How dare you? I mean, it's it is, fucking it's, outrageous. It's it's beyond outrageous. Oh, but it's please, come outrageous. To tra- travel fucking seven hours to Tallahassee, yeah. stand in front of a smug fucking room of uh, white pieces of shit dudes, and then fucking explain to them why they should protect women's bodies. Yeah. That's what you want me to fucking do? That's yeah, what you want me to it, do? Yeah, why is that sure. our burden? Give me a I'll, I'll be there. I'll be right there. You don't fucking get it. Get the fuck out of my face and get these motherfuckers out of office. Get them, get out. them out. By the way, it's 2022 and term limit, and term limit it's these term year it's midterm year yeah. and uh, it's gonna be a nightmare i just saw that a republican one i believe it was virginia 99 percent sure 
a Republican won the governorship there for the first time in decades. So this is what's coming in yeah. 22. Everybody fucking get ready. The Republicans are coming in and they are not going and, to take it lightly. And so. they're not just going for the big seats. They're going for the SOE seats. They're going yeah. for the school board yes. seats. They're going for local commission seats. Do not blink. This is what's this happening. This is over. And they're going to try to put these... Moms of Liberty women. So it's like elect women. They're going to try to piggyback off of this whole elect women thing when these are non-progressive yep. women who are voting against the interest of other women. Yeah. And you might not think, oh, you got to pay attention. Who cares? Not it's just, school board. Like who yeah. cares? Well, if your children go to Reproductive public school, rights at school, they're going to make sure your kid that nobody at the school is wearing a mask. Nobody has to be vaccinated. The parents, the teachers don't have to be vaccinated. They don't learn sex yeah. ed. They don't yep. get access to contraception. Uh, no. Like, and there's so no. many things. It's, it's, oh, by the way, teachers pay teachers bid, salary. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, also what they want you to know is that Thanksgiving, everybody was holding hands in the yeah. Kumbaya. And they yes. also want you to know that there was no such thing as fucking slavery in this yeah. country. They also want you to know there's no such thing as civil fucking rights. Yes. Fuck you. You know, Fuck my, this. my husband and I also talked about, I know I'm like, oh, my husband and I, whatever, but no, we, we talk politics. It's very sweet. No, I love it. I wish I had this. <laughs> so, I would love to have that kind of a relationship. So, uh, he was saying that the one of what he sees, of course, is the biggest mistake in of, of many other people as well is, um, the Voting Rights Act, when the Supreme Court like is like, hey, there's no more racism uh. and gets rid of the Voting Rights Act. Like, this is why we're, we're, we are where we are right now right. with these issues. And I said to him, I, I said, I still can't wrap my mind around how the Supreme Court, like what case, like, they're supposed to base everything on case law mm -hmm. and all of that. Like, what case law were they looking at that said racism doesn't exist anymore in America? Like, ha uh, how do you draw that conclusion and what, there, there were no court cases of voter disenfranchisement in all, it's since 1960 yeah. to say it's that we mess. don't need this anymore. Please. Give me a break. Please. Me, like, and it's only going to be worse now with that. The, uh, well, the court we that don't we have, have the court. We don't have the Supreme we don't. Court. We don't. It's over, Johnny. Jesus. Pack it up. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I got a lit laundry list of fucking places I'd rather Ugh. be. I got a laundry list and I'm ready. Let's move it. We can do this anywhere. Yeah, fuck. Just take this shit and go somewhere. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm ready to go. Fuck them all, Tina. Ooh. All right, let's get into my story. Okay. All right, you ready? Yes. I'm hoping we haven't done this before. Do you check on the... I did check, but I didn't see it. And then, oh. so there's somebody involved in the story that I was going to do just one person, this one judge. And then I saw it was part of a whole operation. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll just do the whole operation. Yeah. So today, <gasps> I'm covering Operation Greylord. Oh. Okay. okay. So Operation Greylord was an investigation conducted jointly by the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the IRS Criminal Investigation Division, the U.S. Postal Inspection Service, Dang. the Chicago Police Department, Internal Affairs Division, and the Illinois State Police into the corruption in the judiciary of Cook County, Illinois, to stop judges from taking bribes. Oh, here we go. Girl, this is insane. <gasps> and it's not just the judges, because the judges would use, like, the bailiffs as bagmen no. or the clerks of the court if whatever court they were in would be used as well. So like there was tons of people on the fucking take wow. and they were taking money to change verdicts. <gasps> so if the judge was in charge of like a murder case no. or something, he would change the verdict. No. If he got, give him 20 grand. He'll <gasps> make sure the guy gets off as probation. No. It is crazy. And like time served and that kind of bullshit. Yes. And it was wow. tons and tons of fucking people, tons wow. of judges, tons of people involved, police, I my mean, God. oh my God, Tina, it's crazy. So 
Um, the FBI named the investigation Operation Grey Lord after the curly wigs worn by British judges. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and I need to get me, one of those wigs. But it reminds me of last night when we saw uh, Bo and Yolanda went to Invasive Species and saw Bo yes. and Yolanda. Oh, and she, <laughs> and she talked about this hairdo where she had like the curls yes. like George Washington. That's so funny. Also, before we move on from that, um, I went skating on Thursday night. I should have put this on my list. And Chelsea had invited some friends to come. Aww. And so uh, these these ladies came and... Uh, two of them, one of them was wearing an uh, anti-hate adventure boys <gasps> hat. And I was like, oh, I had that hat, Yay! but I have it in white. And she was like, oh my God, I love Jacques. And um, Chelsea said Jacques was on their podcast and Alexa and her wife were both like, the muck <gasps> podcast and i fucking <gasps> tina i almost fell over <laughs> the fucking ground i was like uh, uh, uh. i was like yes that's, oh. a, that's a podcast. and i said i wish tina was here right now oh. so she could see this but and then, i got to meet them yes, and then friday we went to or saturday last night we went to invasive species with Bo and yolanda and they they were there yes. and it was amazing and oh. justine was there who also went roller skating with us and she's a bartender at, at invasive oh, so fun yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. so it was awesome i anyway, love it Love it, Amazing. Love it. And you got to, hu- they got hugs, hugs from fans, <gasps> new fans that we didn't yes. know. I know. Oh. I'm so happy. Hi. I know. Hi. Thank you for <laughs> listening. Okay. So back to this operation. So the three and a half year undercover operation took place in the 1980s with the cooperation of some state and local law enforcement and judicial officials. Wow. Eventually with trials extending, extending 10 years after the end of the undercover phase, over 92 public officials were indicted, Holy shit. almost all in federal court. <gasps> and most eventually were convicted either by guilty pleas or trials. Wow. Which is incredible, right? Yeah. The undercover phase included two local courts and two Illinois attorneys who agreed to operate undercover and were allowed to do so by senior Illinois judges as well as numerous FBI agents and cooperating law enforcement officers. I love an undercover case. I know you do. I know you do. And also, it's incredible that these lawyers did this because they were going to be, you know, exposing judges and maybe co-workers. And and that's, I mean, and that's hard because if a judge is against you when you're going into court, like it could screw up your whole case. Yeah. Just because they, yes. you know, may not let you or to do take down their friend yeah. or whatever, you know. Ooh. But you know, I love Chicago. We talk about Chicago all the time. We've but done lots shady. of Chicago stories, but I don't know if we've ever done Chicago judge stories. I maybe, don't think so. maybe, maybe. Okay, so um, Cook County Judge Thaddeus Kowalski also cooperated with authorities, even though he knew his cooperation might endanger his career. And Judge Brockton Lockwood operated undercover in the Chicago Traffic Court. In addition, as- Assistant State's Attorneys Terrence Hake. Um, went undercover in the criminal division of the Cook County Circuit Court, initially as a prosecutor and later as a defense attorney. Um, so he he played both roles. He played as a prosecutor, like uh, pretending, you know, that he was uh, going to bribe judges. And then also he went in as a defense attorney to to do the same thing to oh. see like what he could do. All for the FBI, but he was already a prosecutor, you know? Wow. Key undercover uh, FBI agents and lawyers included David Grossman, David Reese, and Terrence Hake. As a Cook County prosecutor, Hake initially complained about the bribery and corruption in the murder and sexual assault preliminary hearing courtroom in Chicago. So the FBI and the United States Attorney's Office learned of this complaint and recruited him to pose as a corrupt Uh, prosecutor and later as a bribe-paying criminal defense attorney. So they, you know, they're like, okay, this is someone who has a conscience, who's moral, who... Yes, yes. Is seeing something wrong. So he might be perfect to do this, right? And six IRS agents also played key roles in tracking the money flows, including David Carislo and Bill Thullen. So during the next decade, so it took 10 years to do this whole thing. And during the next decade, four United States attorneys um, 
uh, supervised the investigations and the prosecutions. So um, in 1985, uh, they... The AUSA indicted 22 corrupt court personnel, along with uh, Judge Raymond Sedini, who presided over the corruption in his courtroom at the Chicago Police Headquarters. The first listening device ever placed in a judge's chambers (gasps) occurred in the undercover phase, when after hearing tapes recorded by undercover agent slash prosecutor Hake, a higher court found evidentiary probable cause and allowed the FBI to bug the narcotics court chambers (gasps) of Judge Wayne Olson, one of those later convicted of the corruption. In order to acquire evidence of corruption, agents obtained judicial and U.S. Department of Justice authorization to present false court cases for the undercover agents' lawyers to fix in front uh, of the corrupt judges. Isn't that fucking insane? Wow, so they're like, love here's this. this case, it's not real. Favorite part of my the story. I love this so much. Made a whole thing. Wow. Just to trap them. Wow. Which is good because you don't want to use a ca- case that's actually no, real. No, you can't. Yeah, right? you can't. Wow. Which also goes into play. Like, all these and it cases was all they tried. Cases. It wasn't just narcotics. It was any kind of case? Yes, yes. Ooh. It depends on what court, which court they're in, right? Wow. So the investigative phase, this is also awesome. The investigative phase ended when one of the fake victims of the contrived crime, you know, whatever, yeah. dropped his FBI badge, <gasps> which had another name on it as a local Chicago no. police saw the badge and they're <gasps> like, oh, you're an FBI agent, but it was supposed to be a vic- like a crime. Oh, <laughs> no. So they blew the cover? Guy? Did they blow the whole cover? No. Yes. They had to end the, they're like, all right, well, this is fucking over. We got to oh, just go no. in with what we've got now. It's been 10 years, I guess. So they got to yeah. go in. Oh, it's like this bumbling fucking bozo. 10 years. Yeah. That's a lot of evidence. I know. It's a lot. So the first defendant to be found guilty was Harold Kahn. He was a deputy traffic court clerk in the Cook County judicial system. And he was convicted in March 1984 and was one of the many bag men in the ring of the corruption. Wow. Of corruption. The last conviction was that of Judge Thomas J. Maloney. This is who I was going to cover, who was indicted in 1991 on bribery charges and convicted in April 1993 of fixing three murder cases <gasps> for more than $100,000 no. in bribes. Bro. And it was like, oh, you get to get out of prison. Yeah. You don't <gasps> go to prison because they're in trial. They get to go. Oh. Like they get probation or they'll get a couple years, but they won't get a full fucking Holy thing. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. And what about those victims' families? I know. <gasps> I know. So he was, he ends up going oh to federal my prison. God. That's in, disgusting. Yeah. He ends up going to federal prison in 2008 and he died the same year. So he gets out later and dies. A total of 93 people were indicted, including 17 judges, 48 lawyers, 10 deputy sheriffs, <gasps> eight policemen, what? eight court officials, and a state legislator, James D. Uh, James DeLeo. Um, of the 17 judges indicted, 15 were convicted. One judge, Richard LaFever, uh, was convicted on 59 counts of mail fraud, racketeering, and income tax violations, and later wow. sentenced 12 years in prison, and as well as being disbarred. Oh, the income tax, because they're taking this money. Yes. So it's under the... T- wow. They're, they're putting it in the walls. They're putting it yeah. under the mattresses. Yeah. Uh, the stiffest sentence was received by former circuit judge Reginald Holzer, uh, who received an 18-year sentence for accepting <gasps> over $200,000 in bribes Dang. from multiple attorneys. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Plus they're getting so paid. Some, so some defense attorney is like, look. Yeah. Here's 50 grand. And here's 20 grand. Yes. Like just, just. And lawyers do us a solid. knew who they could get in front of. And they say to the kid, their client, hey, if you can, if your mom can give us five grand, we could probably <gasps> get this judge to do whatever. And the judge, and the, so could imagine trying a case against that kind of thing. Yeah, and the prosecutor like, has no idea. And the prosecutors were like, I don't understand how we lost this case. Yeah, well, because <gasps> they know that now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is why that Terrence Hake was, was 
complaining in the first place. He was losing cases, and he's like, what the fuck's going on here? You know, we have all this evidence, whatever. Wow. I know. So the aftermath. The systematic corruption led to the formation of the Special Commission on the Administration of Justice in Cook County, a group assembled in August 1984 to examine the problems of the Cook County courts. The group also issued recommendations that were designed to contribute to a period of reform in the courts, Mm. and they wrote about 165 recommendations. (sighs) Uh, Questions remain as to whether those charges, uh, those changes achieved the cleanup, which many citizens and the better government advocates desired. Operation Greylord also led to several similar investigations targeting corruption in Cook County, including Operation Silver Shovel. Oh, this is what I wanted to read to you because you know how we like these operation (gasps) names. Operation Silver Shovel, Incubator, Lantern, (laughs) Operation Gambit, which I think... One of us might have done. Yeah. And safe bet. Operation safe bet. I love all of these. Me too. <laughs> can I just, can my job just be to name these yes, operations? you'd be so good at that. You'd be so good at it. Is there a little desk somewhere? I mean, there's so many corrupt things. Like, I'm sure, like, that's someone's job. Like, they just come Yes, up. yes. So it also oh became known for its uh, use of eavesdropping devices in order to obtain evidence Ooh. for trial. Uh, many of the prosecutors have since left government service and joined law, law, uh, large law firms. And Circuit Judge Thomas R. Fitzgerald, who claimed cleaned up traffic court after the Gray Lord invest- investigation was elected to the L- Illinois Supreme Court for wh- when he retired in 2008, uh, 2010. Um, in 2009, an attorney from some of those convicted uh, in the Gray Lord investigation requested that Governor Pat Quinn issue mass pardons, oh, calling on. her clients rather than the taxpayers the real victims. But the governor did not <laughs> grant the ta- that, <laughs> that request before he was defeated uh, in for re-election 2014. Wow. Um, in 2010 and 2014, respectively, two attorneys disbarred for unethical conduct disclosed in the Gray Lord investigation sought to regain their prospective law licenses but were denied. And another attorney withdrew a similar application in 2003. Also, um, three people who were indicted on this in this thing killed themselves. <gasps> yeah, like were their lives were completely devastated. They just they couldn't handle yeah. being caught for this. Yeah. I mean, I wonder, this is a whole large scale thing with, with several um, people part of the chain of corruption yeah. here. But I mean, I, I have to wonder just across America, <sighs> how on. many people here and there, maybe they don't do it to the extent of this where it's, you know, on, on the regular take, mm-hmm. but just every once in a while they do something like that, yeah. you know? Yeah, Ab- of course. <sighs> Come on. But also, like, the, the idea that you have the privilege, you have the money to be able to do that, to actually yeah. pay something off, you yeah. know, and get out of, of fucking being convicted. That's, it's so messed up. Ugh. Hey, I'm Pantsless Aaron. This is Stevie. And I'm Augie. And we are BFYTW, a podcast all about playing games and having fun. Our games are usually based on British panel shows and game shows, but we'll play anything that captures our attention and imagination. Why? It's right there in the title. You'll never guess what the F stands for. I'm going to tell you the story of former Nevada senator and state controller, oh, Kathy Augustine. Are you familiar with this? This is sounding familiar. <gasps> Comptroller of Nevada, yes. So Kathy Augustine served as Nevada state senator from 1995 mm-hmm. to 1999 and then went on to be the first female state controller. But when she died suddenly in 2006... Police suspected foul play. Whoa. All right. So our story takes place in Reno, Nevada. P.S. Shout out to my family who lives there. My Aunt Jill, Uncle Doug, Melanie, Shannon. What's up? What's up? Now, Melanie, I don't know, lives exactly in Reno, but she is a fucking patron bitch. She comes, she listens to the podcast. What's up with that beautiful baby? She's the cutest baby I've ever seen in my 
fucking life. He's I so cute. Love it. Shout out Reno. Yes. No. P.S. Reno 911 <laughs> is one of the greatest shows ever. I've been rewatching that on HBO Max. What? It's so. Have you ever I, seen it? I've <gasps> never. I've it's really, a parody of Cops. Yeah, it's so I've good. seen like so good. some of them here and there. Oh, here and there. Tina, it's so funny. All right, so. Kathy Augustine was born in 1956 and mm. was 50 years old when she died under su- suspicious circumstances. Mm. And CBS News reported that Kathy got hooked on politics when she earned an internship in D.C. Um, while she was in college. The worst kind of addiction. Yes. Nobody should be addicted Woo! to politics. It's terrible for you. And NBC News reported that she continued that passion throughout college and she studied political science. But after college, she sort of ended up kind of just doing regular work. Like she didn't go into politics right away. And mm-hmm. she worked for the airlines in scheduling. She was a flight attendant. And then she finally kind of enters politics. As far as her personal life, she was married um, twice. I could not find a lot of information about her first. She was married more than twice, but I couldn't find a lot of information about her first two marriages. And um, But I do know that she did have a daughter named Dallas who was um, from her <sighs> second marriage. Okay. So she kind of is, you know, a single mom. And while she, uh, I believe it was while she was working as a flight attendant that she ends up meeting and marrying her third husband mm. who was Charles Augustine and he was a pilot he was 16 years her senior at the time okay they were ma- married for 17 years wow yes before he died um however Kathy did want to end that marriage so okay. they were married for 17 years they were kind of kind of going their separate ways she was already entering like in the world of politics. I, I believe that she kind of started her political runs like at the early part of their marriage. And, you know, they were just kind of going in two different directions. But before they could get divorced, he ends up having a stroke. And for five weeks, you know, he's kind of debilitated from the stroke and then he dies. So is this suspicious at all or no? Well, some people do later on okay, kind of okay. think Tell me something. Later on. But Tell me later on. Yeah. So... Um, he ends up dying, and uh, Kathy surprises everyone when she ends up marrying her husband's critical care nurse, Chaz Higgs, three weeks later. Um, so red fucking flag, <laughs> bitch. A red flag. When so, I say something suspicious, yeah, that's so it. So she's like, that's I want to kind of get out of this marriage. Then her um, husband has uh, a stroke. Then there's this critical care nurse. They, like, I guess are hot and heavy. It's like, but let this body cool a little bit before you get married. I mean... First of all, when you said, oh, she she had a second marriage, I was like, well, now she's crazy. I now can't she's even imagine third. getting now ever married fourth. again. She's, she's in a fourth marriage fourth three marriage. weeks after somebody dies. <laughs> yes. Like, let your vagina yes. take a breath, honey. Take a break. Take a break. Take a break. <laughs> I mean, first of all, you don't have to get married. That's Why true. Why are you getting married? Oh, God. Maybe it's because she, she's a she's politician from... and she feels like she has to, you know. Yeah, but that's even a weird look. It's weird. It's a weird look. When someone says, I'm married, but by the way, it was three weeks <laughs> after my last husband died. That's a red flag for a politician even. I mean, that's weird for, for politics. That's yes. weird. So as a politician, she didn't have the best reputation. She was tough and she was a Republican. Okay. And NBC News reported that one reporter, Victoria Campbell, had this to say about Kathy. Kathy Augustine was ambitious and tenacious and driven. Mm. And CBS News reported that political analyst John Ralston had this to say, quote, I think people really, really despised Kathy Augustine because of the tactics she used. She really hit people below the belt and she really used the most divisive wedge, personal 
emotional, inflammatory issues to get ahead. Mm. So that was her reputation, like anything to get ahead. And she would throw her candidates under the bus or really try to paint them in the most negative light possible. Right. And well, it works. I mean, it works. And so in her early political campaign, you can kind of see what he's talking about. So in 1993, she serves uh, one term. She wins and ends up serving one term in the Nevada Assembly. And to kind of illustrate what Ralston's characterization of her, um, he turns to that election to kind of show this example of her divisive behavior. So a lot of folks believe that she used her opponent's race Mm. to get ahead in the polls. So how did she do this? So um, when she was putting out like her campaign materials and flyers. Okay. She placed a picture of her opponent and placed it next to her own pictures on the flyers to be like, look, she's black, I'm white kind of mm. thing. And uh, Ralston explained that the message she was sending was, you know, I'm the white woman running here, um, vote for me. And many, many, I've many been, people viewed this as racist. Yeah, because I, when I get campaign flyers, if it's a negative, let's say someone's sending it that's right. negative about the other person, their picture's usually not on yes, there at all. Yes, so yes, have and both this pictures is a deliberate is side by side because yeah. she wants to kind of like, yeah. you know, signal right. who she is. Yeah. Dog so, whistle, right? Yeah. So after that, in 1994, she is elected to the Nevada State Senate. Damn. And in that election, like for the assembly seat, she used nasty flyers to take down her competitor. So this time, as reported by the Las Vegas Sun, Kathy put out ads that claimed her opponent, um, it was a woman, Lori Lipman, quote, actively opposes prayer and, quote, turns her back on our flag. So uh, that's who I'm voting for, by the way. So Lippmann Lippmann was an atheist and it was not like a secret that she was an atheist. And in fact, she Lippmann at one point tried to um, request non-denominational prayer during session because they would always like start with prayer, but it was always Christian prayer. And she's like, fine, you want to do prayer, but can it be non-denominational for someone like me who's an atheist? Like, why am I sitting there praying to a Christian yeah. You know, God or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it didn't happen. So she used that, like she opposes prayer as like a way to try to smear this woman and show that she's not moral or who knows what mm-hmm. and appeal probably to a larger Christian base right. of voters. And Augustine, you know, she wins that race and she serves as state senator until 1999. And then she ran and won that Nevada state controller's race. And basically that means she's the state treasurer. Right. So that's a huge, huge fucking job. Huge job. Huge. So some Especially, other things that happened. Yeah. Okay. In 2004, Kathy finds herself in trouble. And she was actually impeached and censured um, during her time in office as well. Okay. Um, and it was about campaign violations. So mm. she was accused and found guilty of having her staff work. Um, it was a member of her staff, and it was a woman named Jennifer Normington. So during uh, Normington's state time allotted work hours, Kathy's like, you're going to be working on my campaign, Oop. which you are not allowed to do. Yeah, we did this. Remember the yes. judge? Remember the judge? Yes. The one who was judge here, <laughs> sister's. And she's yes. in the office. Yes. That's a good yes. fucking yes. story. Yes. But yeah, you have to keep it separate. We the same, yes. we've we've actually done this on the muck. Remember, we were emailing to try to get Val Demings on. You were emailing yes. and they're like, This is great, but you need to email the campaign yes. people because this is separate from it's our office. Separate. Like, go do this Correct. over here. Wonderful. Of course, yes. Val Demings does it All right. On the up and up. Yes. So vote for Val <laughs> Demings. So she had Normington do things like organize fundraisers, maintain donor lists, mail out requests for contributions, design invitations for events, things like that. And Kathy admitted 
to all of it. She's like, yes, this happened. So as a result, the state assembly impeaches Kathy Damn. Uh, for misusing her office and abusing public trust uh, by the assembly. And she ends up being fined $15,000. She must have been a major pain in the ass there. Yes. They're like, oh, great. This yeah, is the get perfect, let's get her. the fuck out of here. <laughs> However, uh, at the time, uh, according to the Reno Gazette Journal, GOP bigwigs actually wanted her to um, resign. Like this was a time where maybe there was a bit of a moral conscience with the GOP, mm. maybe. Uh, not anymore, but they wanted her to, re they're like, you got to get out. Like this is bad press for us. Mm. And uh, she refused. <laughs> so <laughs> she gets surprise. impeached uh, by the state assembly. And of course, then it moves on to the state Senate and the Senate votes to impeach. However, they only suspended her rather than remove her from what the office. Fuck? So she doesn't really lose her seat. Oh my God. And then they censure her. So she, it's not really... It hasn't really done anything. I'm and so uh, fucking tired of like the house doing things and the Senate and says the go Senate, fuck yourself. Yeah. It happens everywhere. It's really annoying. I got on the federal this level. Voting this voting rights act is not going to pass up here. By the way, in no, the Senate. it's not going to pass the Senate. Oh, give me a break. Oh, we're in trouble. Oh, we're in so much fucking trouble. This this cinema. This cunt, oh my god. This major cunt and, and mansions. Please get the fuck, fuck you. Ooh, He's ooh. another fucking one. Gotta watch my language. Well, that's all right. I'll say it for both of Thank us. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, at the time, though, this was thought of as strange, right? Because she should have been removed from office, yeah. but she isn't. And despite all of that, Kathy Augustine decided to run for her state controller seat again in what? 2006. It's like, you've been censured. You have been, you know, suspended and impeached. And they wanted to kind of even stop her from running again. They're like, you can't run. But she was running again. Jesus. Okay. Read the room, bitch. Nobody <laughs> wants you here. So, but Kathy never makes it to election Ooh, day. Oh, right. Okay. So please, I'm dying. I know. What the fuck happened? All right. So on July 8th, 2006, mm -hmm. Kathy's husband, Chaz Higgs, rushes her to the hospital and told the staff that he believed Kathy was having a heart attack. Now he worked in healthcare. Yes. Okay, so let's remember this. Yeah. He's a he was critical his, he was care, care nurse. nurse. Okay. And he knew some of the nurses at the hospital because he worked as a cr critical care nurse. He was kind of connected to different hospitals. So he knew nurses there. Okay. And he also told the nurses, and this is according to um, some of the articles that I read, that Kathy may have been stressed out from her reelection campaign. Mm. Oh, he's got all the answers. Controller. He's got all the answers about what's happening Ooh. with this woman. He can explain away everything, I guess. So three days okay. later, uh -oh. Kathy dies. Jesus. Yeah. So she's like in a coma. So she goes in oh. and she's in a coma. She's in her 50s, right? She's 50. Jesus. She's, yeah. Young. And, and from all accounts, like she's pretty active. Like she's healthy. Like, you know, there doesn't seem to be any history of heart issues or anything like that. Oh, boy. So Tahoe Daily wrote that at first... Doctors did believe it was a heart attack. And in fact, like doing research and going back to some of the early articles, it's like, you know, Kathy Augustine dies of heart attack. Like that's was some of the early releases. Right. That's how it right. came out. Right. But the autopsy didn't show anything. So if you die of a heart attack, your heart is going to indicate right. some damage on it to show that, yes, indeed, it was a heart attack. Right. And there's no evidence of that when they do the autopsy. Jesus. And according to the New York Times, a day after Kathy's death, a nurse anonymously calls and tips off the police and encourages them to take a look at Kathy's husband. Fucking A. Yes. Chaz Higgs. 
And she told police that Chad, uh, that Chad. This is why you don't yeah. run three weeks later and get married. What are you doing? You fool, he's going to kill what you, are you, dummy. Doing? You fucking dummy. What are you doing? And this is like three years after that. They weren't married that long. And he's like younger than her. He's like eight years younger than her. Of course her. he is. And Give me a break. So um, she told police that Chaz had, had made some incriminating statements. Oh, really? And to her directly. <laughs> Did about he ask her out? Is that maybe like about over her coma body? How Did to he... get away with murder. What? Yes. And during trial, she testified that Chaz told her to, quote, get rid of somebody, quote. All you had to do was, quote, hit them with the little sucks because they can't trace it post-mortem. What's that? So she explained that sucks was short for, please forgive me. It's a succinyl clonine. Okay. Which is a paralytic. And she's like, and all nurses know. When someone says that, they know what that abbreviation means. And that's what he said to her. And That's insane. Yes. And then two days after that, mm-hmm. Kathy's husband, Chaz, attempts suicide. <gasps> yes. So according to the New York Times, he claimed that he believed that he was cleared of all suspicion and he just wanted to join his wife. You're guilty. Yeah. Guilty. Yeah. Uh, the, everything's closing in on you. Uh, give me a break. So CBS News reported that he said, quote, I actually did it over and over because I wanted to make sure. I laid down and said, good, now I can be with my wife. And that was oh. the last thing I remember. Oh, no. That's a guilty conscience. Yes. <laughs> You're afraid of going to jail. Yeah. So he never confesses to the crime, right? In fact, after his suicide attempt, when asked if he murdered his wife, he said, quote, no, no, I wouldn't kill anyone. It's just not in my nature. I wouldn't do that. And he even tried to claim that Kathy may have had political enemies who wanted her dead. Witch hunt. The fucking guy who's suspicious. Yes. The first thing he's going to say is it's a witch hunt. Ah, so, but CBS News reported that Dave Jenkins, Reno detective, did not believe that and acknowledged mm-hmm. that Kathy had no political enemies, or I'm sorry, that she may have had political enemies, but still maintained that Chaz Higgins was responsible. Come on. And the Las Vegas Review Journal noted that prosecutors believes that Higgs used that sucks to murder her. And this is the drug, it basically, it paralyzes you. So you get injected and they use it sort of right before surgery so that like people aren't moving around and it helps them, but um, it shuts down everything. So, but you're still... Oh no! You're still conscious. Oh and my like, god! But your whole body—you can't move. So she's like paralyzed, and it suppresses. And then, but it paralyzes everything: your lungs, everything. Oh you can't my breathe. God. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh my god! It's—I it's, mean, it's hor- like yeah. Maybe this lady was not the best political candidate. No, but come no, on. nobody's going to advocate is, for that. Come on! I was like, holy well, crap! <laughs> well, I mean, there's a couple people I wouldn't mind. <laughs> get a little sucks. <laughs> Damn. And I've listened to like other like true crime podcasts where this drug has been used, and it that to me is the most frightening part that someone is aware of what's yes, happening like around you can them. Look. That this is happening. <sighs> yes. And they can't say anything and they can't do anything and they're dying. Oh my God. Oh my, it's like, it's so Dude. scary. It's like you're caught. Oh my God. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no. So nurses at the trial testified, according to the Las Vegas Review Journal, that Higgs wasn't that into his wife anymore. And they said that he would complain about her all the time <laughs> and that he even started flirting with another hospital worker. So he's just like, but it's like just divorce. Like if you're not into her, but why go to the, the, why do this? Oh, so, so many reasons, I know. Tina. And I I'm going to get into a I couple, mean, <laughs> a couple you know, of them. Please. So um, during the trial, um, they 
continue to hone in on Higgs's complaints about his marriage. Mm -hmm. And the Nevada appeal reported that when he complained, if someone asked how they could help him, like he's complaining oh my marriage sucks. Well, is there anything I could do to help? He would respond with, you can get rid of my wife. Oh my God. <laughs> guilty. What the I motherfucker mean, is guilty? That This is the other thing. Why are you talking so much? Yeah. If he would have kept yes, his mouth that's shut, right. that's they right. would have thought was, it was a heart attack. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking like, that. Keep your mouth shut. I was thinking the same thing. What are you doing? If you're going to plan on killing her, then you should be like, I love my wife. She's oh great. my God. Because now everybody you've said that to is like, damn, he really yes. is unhappy. Yes. Which just sounds like a ton of fucking people. Ooh, too many people. They also played Higgs' 911 tape, and they said that that tape did not help Higgs because he sounded very monotone. Mm. And I know some people say, well, you can't really judge people on how they react in a stressful situation, but a lot of times people try to analyze these 911 tapes. And he j basically said, quote, uh, this is an emergency. Something is wrong with my wife. She's not moving. I'm a critical care nurse, and I've already started CPR. So he did call it in, but they said that he didn't have – an intensity or franticness or, mm -hmm. but then i think his defense tried to say well he's a critical care nurse like he he's calm he knows how to know. like yeah so but it's I, somebody I you know. know it's somebody you love i mean yes. it's not different than if it was just a patient a regular yeah. patient somebody you but, didn't know yeah and then again like we don't know how and people might just be stunned like who knows how people react mm. but well have you watched any of the sex in the city not yet okay so Oh, so you don't know anything that happens? I know the first, I know what happens like in that first With episode. Mr. Big? Yes. Okay. Yes. So yes. That, yes. <laughs> I've seen a lot of stuff online where it's like, Carrie doesn't call 911 or whatever. Because she's freaking out. <laughs> so yeah, because yeah. she's freaking the fuck ooh, out. Or does she, she want that big you. money? What? Oh, ooh, oh, oh, oh. She needs oh. those shoes. Oh my God. <laughs> I have so much to say about this show. I've so, please oh. watch it so we can talk about okay. it on the podcast. Okay. I'll it's, watch it. It's fucking weird is it it's like half the time i'm like what's going on right now <laughs> like it's all these characters that you love but it's like do they forget how to act oh, or no. what's happening and then the topics are so fucking weird and oh, no is she still doing her um you know it i couldn't help a but little wonder. bit yeah 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 yes 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 i couldn't help there's but not a lot of narrative why i'm doing this yeah, show there's again. no there's yeah 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 <laughs> but she's on a podcast Ooh. <laughs> God, oh it's so bad. okay hi <laughs> <laughs> So why kill her? Las Vegas Weekly reported that prior to marrying Kathy, Chaz had two prior marriages himself. Oh boy. He lived in a trailer park mm. and had filed bankruptcy twice. And at one point, Kathy even complained that Chaz had emptied one of their bank accounts. So along with him canoodling with another hospital worker, the money issue may have been another reason for a motive. Um, especially if he was going to end up with everything. Now she did have that daughter, Dallas. So I don't know how her estate was broken down, but maybe Kathy was getting annoyed and maybe he liked having access to that money. Mm. You know, who knows? So the charges, Higgs was charged with first degree murder. Oh my God. When they arrested him, they found a backpack on him that contained a nursing manual with a bookmark on a page about, no, about the suckle, suckling, choline, choline, suckle, choline. Is there something, is yes. he just like, is he like a, like a dummy? I don't know. How do you do that? How well, do you just leave the page mark? I know. How do you do that? I mean, he just, he was probably so egotistical that he didn't think he, anyone was going to come away after him. Wow, dude. So according to the Las Vegas Review Journal, Higgs received a life sentence with the possibility of parole in wow. 20 years. Wow. And some of the aftermath. Mm. According to the New York Times, Kathy's daughter, Dallas, had this to say about the conviction of her stepfather. Quote, 
I'm very happy with the verdict. It's a good point of closure for me. I can move on with my life now and he can spend the rest of his life behind bars. Yeah. The Las Vegas Review Journal reported that Higgs, though, sought a delay because his expert witness didn't have the proper time to look over the FBI's report. So the FBI shows that sucks in her body, right? They did a cup, they saw it in her urine. Oh and my they gosh. so they're like, there's evidence of it. Now, typically, I guess it evaporates, goes away, or I don't know what, but they were able to trace it. But I think he thought that, like, you couldn't trace it. Mm. And um, I guess you don't, if you, in a, maybe in a normal tox report, they don't look for it. But mm. because that nurse called it in, yes. then they knew to look for it. I mean, it, there's too many coincidences yes. that you didn't do this. I mean, give Come me on. a break. And now they didn't see, I guess they also looked to see if there was a, an injection point. Yeah. In her body. How because he sometimes me, how if someone is struggling, her? there would be a tear if, while you're trying to inject someone. It wouldn't just be like a normal yes. injection. But I guess they they didn't see anything. Like they couldn't find that at the time. But who knows? Like she may have been asleep when, when he injected her. You know, who knows? Yeah. And he's a nurse. He probably knows like where to put it, where it may not be yeah. seen as well. I don't know. But jeez. So he complained like, that he didn't have the people on the defense, they weren't able to like look at those reports to say, yes, there was that in her system. However, I mean, I feel like, look, you're guilty, like own up to it at this point. But Mm -hmm. this grab for freedom is a little uh, pathetic. But their person did testify. Their defense team person did testify, but testified in pre-trial. And he's like, oh, during the trial, you didn't testify. But they already had the guy's testimony. So he's trying to like finagle something. Um, so, you know, he's full of garbage and he doesn't get off. So Higgs, um, you know, challenges that conviction. Um, and like I said, the Las Vegas Review wrote in 2009 that the murder conviction was upheld. The article noted that the Nevada Supreme Court voted five to two, saying that there was more than enough evidence to convict him. There's wow. two people on there, though, that didn't vote. Well, you know. Come on. Maybe they hate their wives. So <laughs> another thing that happened was a bunch of nurses were fired after this. 22 employees were let go <gasps> for actions that occurred after Kathy's death. So Tahoe Daily reported that several nurses start looking into Kathy's personal medical files to like get information on what happened to her. Oh my gosh. And you can't do that, right? Like that's a violation were of HIPAA. Were they people that he worked with? Is that It what? was just people that were like, oh, this murder happened. We know Kathy. We know Higgs. And oh like, oh, here's God. the, and they're sharing it with other what? people. So it gets circulated around and that violates patient confidentiality and all of that. And one social worker even committed suicide (gasps) um, as I don't know if it was as a result of getting fired or being caught up in this, but that was like reported in one of the reports. So I'm assuming there was a correlation, but I don't know for for sure. And then Governor Kenny Gwynn appointed um, someone, not not our Steve Martin that we love, but uh, a guy named Steve Martin. Um, as state controller into the end of the year, and then they had to yeah, have the election. election. So some points of interest. Now, before he could go to trial for Kathy's death, police start suspecting him of another death, possibly Kathy's husband. Oh! Right? They're like, well, yes. it's very suspicious. Hello! But Hillary, true crime uh, reporter. But, but yes. um, you know... He was under his critical, as a critical care nurse for him. They wanted to make sure, but the Seattle Times did report that when they exhumed the body and they found that he did indeed die of natural causes. Because remember, he's 16 years older than her. Mm, right. And um, it showed, the autopsy showed that he died of a stroke and also had severe pneumonia and heart disease. So Jeez. 
there was no connection there. But the fact that this man had to be exhumed because of this guy and what he did to Kathy and now his family worrying that, oh my God, was my father or family member murdered. So thankfully that wasn't the case. So another thing, of course, that though she died in July, 2006, her name was still on the ballot that fall and she did receive 18% of the vote. Holy shit. 18%. For a dead woman. Yeah. I always find that interesting. Who did... so what is it? Is it like a tribute to her or they just don't fucking know? Or they know. don't know. They There's don't know. There's people who don't know. It's They're like, people. I remember that name. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, they don't know. <laughs> wow. So um, here's a lighter fact that I found. In 2003, Kathy was named, I forgot to tell you, she was Italian-American. Oh. And she was named Italian-American of the year. <gasps> Hi. Hello. What about, can I be Italian-American yes. of the year? Yes. You, every year you're my Italian-American of the year. Does that I matter? I get that honor? Yeah, who gave it? Who gives this out? Well, I don't like who gives it out because it's uh, they give it out at the Columbus Day Ball. And I have to say, we need to give up this Columbus Day. Yeah. Italians, there are other amazing things and other amazing Italians and ways that we can honor Italian-Americans without Christopher Columbus. Like, oh, I'm done with it. Yeah. Find someone else. Bunch of schmoes, Tina. Schmoes! <laughs> oh! Bunch of schmoes, <laughs> Tina. A bunch of schmoes. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Yes. Hey. Hey. All right. So you would think that the tragedy for this family ended. No, come on. In 2006 when Kathy. Bad luck. With her death. But now. uh, No. There was another tragic part of the story. No, no, no. Not Not the daughter. So remember that Kathy had a daughter named Dallas. How could I forget? I was laughing at the name. Well, in 2012, six years after her mother's murder, Dallas murders her partner. And then herself in a murder-suicide. What the fuck is going on around here? So she and her partner, Jesse McCaskill, had been together for a while, and they had a commitment ceremony in 2007. What was that? um, Because gay marriage wasn't legal. Oh, I didn't realize she was gay. Oh, yeah. So that was one thing that I want to say that... because of the time, I guess that this happened, it, it wasn't that long ago, but it was like lesbian daughter. And it's like, wh- Oh my God. You know, like, why do we have to highlight Lame. It, it's her yes, daughter? It's so stupid. Yeah. So I didn't realize, of course I know what a commitment ceremony is. Yes, I, I yes. didn't realize it was before it was legal. Yes. So according to the Las Vegas review, their relationship was under pressure. And at the scene of, um, the, uh, of the murder suicide, there was a bag like that looked like someone was packing up to go. Mm. And so, um, uh, Jacques Belliode of the Las Vegas Sun reported that Dallas had had an affair with another woman, and that woman was threatening to reveal Ooh. the affair. So Dallas told Jesse, and Jesse was understandably upset and yeah. threw Peace Dallas out. out of the house. Ooh. But supposedly they got back together and they were going to try to work on um, their marriage. And the... But I guess I don't know what happened that maybe something happened, but she ends up killing Jesse and oh then herself. Oh my God, this is awful. And the other thing that I thought was interesting that she had recently become an officer of the Arizona Departments of Cor- Department of Corrections. Wow. Yeah. And Dallas. Would be weird is- if she worked at the jail where her stepdaddy is? I don't know. <laughs> and Dallas's uncle, Phil Alfano, uh, stated to the Las Vegas Review that Dallas may have had a substance abuse problem mm. and perhaps some m- mental health issues at I play mean, at the time of. The yeah, incident. she's been through a lot. She's been through a lot. And another thing that I, I found was that in 2008, before this, she actually ran for her mother's prior assembly seat. Mm. Um, but she And she ran as a Republican like her mom, but she lost by 6,000 votes to the Democratic 
incumbent. Wow. So, I mean, that it's it's a tragedy all around for that family. And that's the story of the murder of Nevada State Controller Kathy Augustine. Jesus. It's a wild story. Yeah. It's crazy. And she, I guess she was, like, really this up-and-coming Republican. Like, they thought she was going to do big things, this wow. Kathy Augustine. It's really sad. It's sad. It is. You know, like, there's somebody just, ugh. Like, just divorce somebody. Yeah, it's the money. It's the money. That she, that guy wouldn't have gotten, he yeah. wouldn't have gotten anything. No, she'd be like, it lost. Yeah. And she's already complaining to people that he's spending money, that she's not yeah. happy. So he's, he saw the writing on the wall that yeah. this was going to end. Yeah. And he probably wooed her. He was younger and probably like, hey, 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 Mr. Yeah. Flirty Flirt Flirt. She wasn't Ooh. happy with her older husband. Yes. And she's like, well, wow, here's this young, Jeez. this young beau. Three coming. weeks though, Tina. Three weeks after. I know. That's Who's insane. doing that? Three weeks. You don't Never even know again. somebody. Never, ever, <laughs> ever, ever again. That's why when you, you said the daughter had a commitment ceremony, I was like, yeah, she doesn't want to get married. I didn't realize it was, yes. it was legal, but I was like, yeah, she's over this. She's seen yes. her mother in and out of four fucking marriages. She's like, yes. no thanks. Yes. But I mean, even the fact that she did a commitment ceremony to me seems like a big deal. <laughs> but they like did it she's pretty witnessed. soon. I want to say like they had met that year and like mm. really, you know, I think they kind of not super rushed into it, but they, they. I think they kind of, I think they were only together like the number of years from when they were married. Like, I think maybe they only dated a couple of months before then. Well, I mean, they were together and I guess because Dallas was in kind of the public eye, she had ran for that other seat. She probably didn't want this whole thing coming out of having this affair and, you know, but you know, people make mistakes, but but it's murder seems so fucking far to the edge. Murder suicide. Yeah. But I mean like how, even as much as I, I've been in where I want to jump across the room and like strangle someone, I've never done it. Like the amount of rage that you have for some, for somebody when that happens. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. And, and, and I'm wondering, I'm like, wow, if she just recently got this job, is that why she had access to a gun that day? You Mm. know what I mean? Like, I don't know like her life or how, if she had access to weapons before them, but like, you know, she's trained and now she has this weapon and now this, but it's just lost. Like losing this relationship. She's yeah. lost her mother. She lost the stepfather, yeah. the other step, the, the other guy who was in the, her life again, or, you know, this new husband's yeah. off in jail. Like it's just lost, lost, lost. Yeah. And she is about to lose another person. Yeah. And yeah. Cause she considered, I think the Charles Augustine, the one that was with her mom, that they were together for 17 yeah. years as like her dad, of even course. though it wasn't her dad. Yeah, but it's a long time it's for someone. It's a long time, be, yeah. so she kind of, yeah, so yeah, he dies, then her mom dies a few years later. It's a, it's a lot. Like, yeah. And, and if she is dealing with substance abuse and mental health issues, it's just sad. I read that and I was like, you got to be kidding me, this poor yeah. family. Jeez, it's a lot. Poor family. A lot of tragedy. Yeah, but that's that, that was my story for the week. That's enough. Ooh. Yeah, that's enough. Oh, it's heavy. It's a heavy one. And did it record the whole time? It's recording still. Hi, you two. We found a way to record and we love you. Oh, I don't <laughs> know if I'm at love yet with you two. Yeah, no, we I'm hate you. I'm a little you bit. Too. Yeah, it's this it's is, a love-hate relationship, you two. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to get to the point where we have enough money to be, just throw money at it. Yes. Oh, you need we need to pay someone to be here every week with a good camera yeah. who's going to film hey. it and edit it Listen, and put it up for YouTube um, for us. If Sounds we get good. enough subscribers to YouTube, um, yeah. we can Hello. monetize. Hi. Hello. Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash the muck podcast join us so we don't have to worry about this poor tina's yes. in there trying to fucking edit videos on her phone and like upload shit fuck this it's too much work it's but we love work. it we do 
I mean, we love the podcast. This, yes. Yes. This is starting yes. to become an issue for me. Yes. <laughs> but it'll, I think it's going to iron itself out now it that will. we've restarted. Who knew a restart could On just phone. Yeah, we go make 40 such minutes a change. Now. <laughs> I feel like I don't even want to brag too much because something might happen. Yes. But, um. Oh, I want to say hi to my friend, April, Aww. who listens to the podcast, yes. who she sent me an idea. She's like, oh, this would, might be good for the muck. <laughs> I got to see her today. I haven't seen her in a few years. We've been friends since I was a child. Amazing. And um, she's like my sister Aww. and I love her. And it was so wonderful to just see and hang out with her. And she's like... I'm not real tech savvy. How do I find Patreon? And I was like, no, I don't want you to feel obligated. She's like, no, I want to help. And yes. so I need to learn how to just I know. accept that. But that's very hard. And yeah. But I was saying, oh, how sweet. That's very sweet. And she is, Listen, I said give this us to your you money, when I April. first came over, but she is one of the most fiercely independent women I know. And she does so much and she is really fearless about going and exploring the world mm. and it's really awesome yeah really awesome i love that and she's a great artist too mm. <gasps> tina oh. i know anyway i was happy to see her it was nice it is it's nice to see people i went to yes. dinner with one of my best friends on friday night and it was amazing we got to catch up and talk about our kids and work and everything that's going on and we laughed really 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 fucking hard <laughs> and I, you know you know how my laugh is so it was like oh. thank god we're outside because i would have broke the windows in the fucking place <laughs> But it was so good to see her. It's nice to catch up, yes. you know, with people. Especially now. I mean, I know Omicron is crazy in, in Florida. Oh. But you can still get around safely. We could still, yes. like, do things. Do things safely outside. Yeah. I feel like eating outside and, yeah. you know. We can only do our best. Get that triple boost. Yes. Girl. Fuck it. Yep. Um, all right, Schmo. <gasps> Bye, Schmo. Bye, Schmo. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> if you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our blog at themuckpodcast.fireside.fm. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you. Thank you.